Welcome to the only daily podcast focusing on compliance news of the day. Each morning, start your day with a cup of coffee and Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, to hear about four of the top compliance, corruption, or leadership stories you will need to start your day. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. The Daily Compliance News for June 18, 2021, when is a contract, not a contract edition. And we begin with that story as Lordstown Motors said in a securities filing that although it has vehicle purchase agreements with fleet management companies, those agreements do not represent binding orders. This clarification comes after the company's president told reporters the company had, quote, pretty binding, end quote, pre-orders and enough interest from potential buyers to sustain factory output through the end of 2022. However, these uh, alleged pretty binding pre-orders were not commitments, and they do not contractually obligate counterparties to purchase vehicles. So when is a contract not a contract? Well, when you have a vehicle purchase agreement with Lordstown Motors, if uh, that's not a misrepresentation uh, of, by a public company, I don't know what is. Next up, from uh, Mingi Sun at the Risk and Compliance Journal at the Wall Street Journal, reporting that guidance on charging compliance chiefs could bring clarity, but some seek more protection. <coughs> compliance officers or chief compliance officers in the financial s- uh, sector could get more clarity uh, under a proposed framework from the New York Bar Association, Bar City Association. But some of the professions say more needs to be done to alleviate growing personal liability concerns of chief compliance officers. Structural changes at financial firms, such as modifications to reporting lines for CCOs and how they get involved in business decisions, can go a long way towards helping companies attract and retain compliance talent at a time when candidates could be reluctant to take over those positions because of potential personal liability. Questions that regulators would be asked to consider under the framework include whether charging a CCO would help the SEC's regulatory goals and whether a CCO made a good faith effort to fulfill job responsibility. A mitigating factor would be if the CCO voluntarily disclosed and actively cooperated with the regulators. This proposal could give CCO some comfort that may would not end up taking a hit in case of small mistakes or calculations. It raises concerns, but perhaps it doesn't solve a problem, but perhaps there isn't a problem. Next up, from the New York Times, the Justice Department has become more active in uh, the antitrust field as it filed a civil suit on Wednesday to block a proposed merger of Aon and Willis Towers Watson, arguing that combining two of the big three insurance brokers would create an anti-competitive behemoth. Many observers thought the government would allow the deal. Regulators in Europe (coughs) indicated they were likely to approve the merger. Yet the Justice Department said the transaction would eliminate substantial head-to-head competition and likely would lead to higher prices and less innovation. Interesting to see innovation popping up its head in the antitrust field. And finally, uh, Bill Dunkey, the former head of the PCAOB, is now under investigation for his actions 
during his tenure at the PCAOB. The SEC has apparently opened an inquiry into whether uh, there was actions that were antithetical to government-protected whistleblowers and other actions by Dunkey. So the investigation of corruption in the Trump administration continues, this time under former PCAOB head, of course terminated, now uh, William Dunkey. The Daily Compliance News is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network and a proud member of C-Suite Radio. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow.